The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. But first, a message from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Cindy K. Roberts. My mule, Cobble, had trust issues from previous training long ago. Sometimes it would give a little western out there. So recently, I sent Cobble to Dave Recker, the mule enthusiast. Within one day, Dave had her laying down. I was amazed. Dave has worked with many mules over the years, and he certainly can read a mule. Dave's method is humane and is based on total trust between the handler and the mule. Your mule can easily develop into a more confident and calmer animal simply by asking your mule to lie down. Dave's DVD, Teaching Your Mule to Lie Down, is available through his website, muleenthusiast.com. Give your mule a better life. I did. Have you ever been swarmed by horseflies while riding your mule? Well, next up we have Lucy Smith, and she will tell her story on what happened with her on her mule. Glad to be here. Um, I know you had a really hard time back in, was it August or September? Hi, I'm Cindy K. Roberts. My mule, Cobble, had trust issues from previous training long ago. Sometimes it would give a little western out there. So recently, I sent Cabo to Dave Recker, the mule enthusiast. Within one day, Dave had her laying down. I was amazed. Dave has worked with many mules over the years, and he certainly can read a mule. Dave's method is humane and is based on total trust between the handler and the mule. Your mule can easily develop into a more confident and calmer animal simply by asking your mule to lie down. Dave's DVD, Teaching Your Mule to Lie Down, is available through his website, muleenthusiast.com. Give your mule a better life. I did. August 10th, actually. Oh, you remember the day. Absolutely, I do. Okay. And horseflies, it just seemed like this year they were really bad. They weren't bad at my house. In fact, I learned my cues of when my new mule, Dilly, would need to tell me there was a horsefly on him. He would just kind of wiggle his butt, and it was kind of cute because all of a sudden your hips would kind of go from side to side. So, so he gave you notice. He kind of gave you an indication that, hey, there's something bothering me here. Yes, he clearly knew what a horsefly was, and he would just give that little wiggle motion, and it would be easy to know that I need to turn around and swat that thing off. <laughs> okay. Now, were, was there any kind of gear or special weapons that you carried along with you, like a huge fly swatter? Or, or, or tell me about that. Well, normally, if I know there's going to be horseflies, I wear one of these fly blankets that's just like a net that goes over their rump, and at least you don't have to turn around and be wagging and batting at any horseflies because that they can stand on those nets and they never can puncture into their skin. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. So that's something good to keep in your tack room. No, actually, it's better to keep it on the saddle. That way, if you know they're out, you just unravel it, and it just drapes over their butt. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's sort of like bringing a coupon for a meal or <laughs> any, kind of, any kind of deal. If you leave it at your house, it's probably it's never going to so work. <laughs> okay, so you got up early because it was pretty warm. August is just, you know, very hot. And then you went for a ride 
Uh, was was the sun up when you got on your mule? Yeah, this particular day, it was a nice day, and I was given a lesson, and the person with me, I always start with a prayer, and being on a new mule that I'm training, I always start with, Lord, keep us safe and protect us on our ride, and then we discuss anything that we would like to pray for going on in our lives, and right through the three-minute prayer, a whole swarm of horseflies come by. And I didn't get any wiggle time, no notice there. But the last sentence of my prayer was, Lord, please give us patience with these horseflies. And next thing I knew, I was turning around to look at his butt, and there was four of them on him, and I was able to kill two of the four. And I turned around, and I was getting ready to swat the three on his shoulder. And right when my hand was up to hit him, I got this little light thump that threw me onto the neck of the mule. And so I was on a Western saddle. So my, I just got this little light thump, which raised my feet with my stirrups still into my feet were in the stirrups and they followed me as I went onto his neck and the saddle horn was now in my back. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to damage my knees trying to get out of these stirrups. And I just couldn't wiggle them off of my feet. And I'm thinking, what now? You know, how am I going to get out of this situation? And then I got another little light thump. And that got me propelled in the air. And I just decided I'm going to do a a flip. And that's when I landed on my back. Oh, my goodness. So you were airborne. What, what, <laughs> there's got to be a thousand things going through your head when you're, when you're airborne. Actually, uh, that amount of time was just tuck and roll. Maybe I'll land on my feet. And uh, apparently I didn't quite make it all the way across. Oh. But I guess uh, if I was a little bit lighter, <laughs> it might have went a little bit higher and could have flipped a little better. So, okay, so then you, were you... Were you helpless? I mean, what what happened next? So now I'm laying down on the ground thinking the same thought that has happened all the times I've fallen off a horse. Unfortunately, they were 20-something years ago. So as I'm laying there, I'm thinking just like all the other times, it's just going to take a few minutes and I'll catch my breath and I'll get up and maybe I'll be fine to get on and ride again or maybe I won't. And uh, a couple minutes turned into a couple more minutes and meanwhile my mule is looking down at me and I'm starting to think, oh, this isn't a good place. I'm not getting up so fast. I think I better send Dylan away from me so he doesn't get more flies on him and then start worrying about the flies and not pay attention to where he's moving. I was afraid. I felt really vulnerable. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I sent him away and he did finally leave after I just, I couldn't talk to him much. I couldn't catch my breath at all. Oh yeah. So I'm waving him to go and he finally got the hint to leave and he disappeared. And I'm thinking, oh, at least I'll, you know, I feel a lot safer now just not having an animal that's getting swarmed. 
So all of a sudden, here comes Dylan again to come and check on us. Like, are you up yet? <laughs> and now, I, that's a mule. That's a keeper. He wants to come back and see if you're okay. So he's he's looking at me again, and that's when I he really encouraged me to get up because I didn't want him just loose and checking on things. So I sent him away again, and that's when I finally figured out a way to get up, even though I couldn't get my breath Aww. still. And so I finally got up and was able to walk to the barn, and there was Dylan with his butt planted up against the fan in the barn going. <laughs> and I... Walked him over to take his saddle off, and I got everything undone, and I went to lift the saddle, and I had to ask my friend to help me take the saddle off. And after that, it was morning time, so I had to feed all the animals, and we ended up feeding the horses, and I walked down to the house, and my farrier had showed up, and he's like, yeah, you've been... You've been rattled pretty good with the fall, but he says you'll be all right. And I was thinking the same thing, so I went into the living room. And sitting in the living room thinking, uh, this is a who knows how long it's going to take to feel better. And the longer I sat there, the more I just couldn't catch my breath. And that's when oh. I thought, this isn't good. I better, yeah. I better go get seen. Yeah. So do they know you by your first name at the ER? Luckily not. It, it was a uh, in and out kind of thing, but nonetheless, um, it was great to have ER close by, and they were able to treat me pretty quickly. I was lucky. Lucky I did not have to have any surgery. It was just a matter of here's the brace you gotta wear. Don't li- bend, lift, or twist for three months. Oh wow! Don't bend, lift, or twist. Well, that pretty much. That just put you in a chair. That certainly did. And I had just had some knee repairs, so I just came out of a nine-month recovery, was free for about four months after this nine-month healing, just to no bend, lift, and twist for another three months. Okay, so most of us, because we don't have any common sense, are, the first thing that comes into our head is, when am I going to be healed up to get back into the saddle? Is is that what happened to you? Well, I didn't know what to expect because I never broke my back before, and I had several ribs broke. And out of all this ordeal, there was never pain with my back. It was all pain from the ribs. Oh, and yeah. yeah. After about a month and a half to two months, that's when I could take a breath and not have any kind of pain. I was able to actually lay down and not have pain. But... For that first month and a half, I literally had to have someone helping me into the bed, out of the bed, into a chair, out of a chair. Oh, bummer. Yeah, it was a pretty rough go. But well, now you, you look, you, you amaze me. I mean, here you are, and are, are you back playing tennis, or is that still yet to come? I hope that comes. I was playing a little bit of pickleball today and then bicycling. <laughs> But the bicycling is helping the back get better. Okay, see, <laughs> you amaze me, girl. Um, well, I'm glad that you are oh, you're practically over all of this. Uh, but what about your confidence? I mean, that just has to to uh, work on your mental, you know, your confidence. 
Yes, it absolutely does work on that. But luckily, I like to drive horses, and I've been able to drive pretty much through a lot of this. And oh, good. Just having the driving and the time to fool with the horses, I definitely can tell my strength is not 100%, but it's improving just day by day. Okay. And a lot of work of stretching and strengthening. Okay, now are you doing any weight training? Absolutely. Yep, it's okay. uh, it's all part of it. Yeah, you bet. I mean, you got to have that, that drive inside your muscle to be able to do stuff. Um, so are you going to physical therapy? Yes, I go twice a week and sometimes three times a week, whatever I can get in. It's the only thing that helps motivate me to do it the right way and to push myself into different types of strength once once I recover from a certain type of stretching method. Okay, well, that's good. Um, now, what does your husband think about all of this? Well, I thought he was going to say, sell the, sell the farm, let's move out of, out of this situation. <laughs> But apparently he recognizes that uh, this is who I am and we'll just take it day by day and he's he's fully supporting me. He knows you. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> well, I uh, like I said, I'm very amazed because you're a re- remarkable person. You really, um, you just come back in leaps and bounds and... And so I can't wait to see you get back on your mule. Yeah, me too. It's just going to take a little bit of time, and um, hopefully I'll keep sailing on the the wings and hopes of everybody's prayers. Okay. Something tells me I'm going to have to be there when this happens. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, uh, Lucy, I want to thank you for coming on to Mule Talk, and we will check back with you because we want to hear a progress report. You definitely will get it. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email. Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at everycowgirlsdream.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me. Meal Talk is an Every Cowgirl's Dream production.